0: Welcome to your skincare journey with Dermalogica. It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Living Skin Podcast. Hey, it's Beth Alco here and I am so excited that you are joining us for a very special episode because we have with us today, back on the podcast, our chief visionary and founder of Dermalogica and the International Dermal Institute. Jane Irwin, so welcome Jane to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Beth. It's great to be back, and uh, and great to see the success of the podcast too. Well done, a global a global success.
0: God, thank you, thank you. Yes, it's hard to believe that we are working uh, headed into our double digits here, reaching into our fiftieth episode, Um, and it's really exciting to to have that with you as well. So thank you so much, as always, taking the time to spend with us. Always so gracious to have, you know, have you here and uh, we can't wait to dive in because a lot's changed, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> since the last time you and I have had a session, and we thought this would be the perfect time, um, you know, in in the industry, kind of in our community, actually in the world, so many changes are happening. And of mm-hmm. course, a lot of that is circling around COVID-19 and everything yeah. that's been happening with you know, um, businesses, entrepreneurs, you know, people globally around the world are just being affected by this in so many different ways. So I thought today's podcast would be a great moment for us to kind of tap into kind of, now that we're pulling out just a a little bit, I should say, a little bit out out of the pandemic. A lot of our skin therapists around the world, some of them are already back to work. Mm-hmm. Them are waiting to get back, and you know some of them are again just kind of teetering on the edge of you know how things are really going to look once they start taking clients.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the topic today I thought would be great is to take a look at that in three phases. Number one, um, you know how we're really living with mm-hmm. this with COVID nineteen and the different restrictions, regulations, and. And also, honestly, I will say it might be a little bit, um, fetched but there are opportunities that are happening. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, how we're living with that and you know, what we've learned from not only our experiences, but what we're taking in and learning now to make sure our businesses are really secure and solid for the future. And then Mm -hmm. speaking of the future, like how are we leaning in to these changes That are happening, whether that's virtual consultations, whether that is, you know, now we're doing, you know, mirror me concepts where we're doing, you know, treatments and services and and walking our clients actually virtually through their skincare routine at home and so Mm -hmm. different changes, but yet exciting at the same time because I think it's really showing the resilience that Mm -hmm. this industry has as well. So for those of you tuning in, this is going to be part one. We have a three-part series with Jane and we're super excited for you to tune into it. And everything is going to be focusing around living, learning, and leaning into your business, discovering the new next in the skincare industry. Mm -hmm. So Jane, let's go ahead and just kick it off and and I think one of the first comments that I had here was that you know we are living in a new world, right? Both personally and professionally, our day-to-day routines have been disrupted. Not only work, but also at home. Um, a lot of our therapists are at home still. Some are headed back into their treatment room, maybe just for a few hours each day. So. How do you think that as a skincare therapist, we can kind of start to really live in this new type of environment and, and still flourish?
1: Well, I think that the key thing is it's a phrase that I've used all through my career. You've heard it many, many times from me, Beth, and that is embracing change. We have to embrace change. And what that means is, is not just accept it, but truly hold it to us and own it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um life is not about balance, it's about resilience, as, as we've indicated, and that's exactly what we need now, resilience. So I I another phrase that I, I always use in my own life and in business is let go and let in. We cannot go back. I, I love that you said the new next because I don't like the phrase the new normal. We're not going back. We're not going back to what it was. In fact, I feel as if we've just been given a giant Um, psychic push forward into new eras in in all kinds of ways, socially, economically, uh, from a business point of view, from a personal point of view. I think this time of quarantine has given us time to reflect and and sort of um, regard what has been going on and um, really restore ourselves, hopefully. in a lot of ways that will equip us for the new next because I think it's important that we've had this time of reflection and I think it will uh, we'll see that in our businesses and in our lives so from from living our lives I feel um, we have to take this opportunity to really think about what is it that we do and that only we can do and th- this is obviously going to lead into our business as well but. I, if there's one sort of, if there was a marketing theme for me around life right now, it's, you know, this has taken a lot out of you. So now let's restore it together, you know. And so how are we going to restore ourselves? And it's from a living point of view, it's going to definitely be, um, you know, how how are we going to separate ourselves and take it apart. So for example, in, in, in the fact that we're licensed skin therapist or qualified skin therapist, I feel strongly that we need to understand that definition is very important. Mm-hmm. We're not beauty therapists. We're not beauticians. I don't believe the term aesthetician fully describes what our intention is. Our intention at Dermalogica is never about beauty or pampering or luxury. It's all about education, personalization and human touch. And I feel as licensed skin therapists, we have to seize this opportunity to really stand apart above and separate from what might be happening on a counter what might be happening you know, in a retail environment where there is not a skin therapist, we are licensed to touch the skin. We're qualified to touch and treat the skin. And I feel that it starts with us owning that responsibility within ourselves and within our own lives, never shrinking it or trivializing it and not shrinking it to make other people feel more comfortable about it. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll say, you know, I'm, I'm a skin therapist and people say, oh, you mean esthetician? No, I don't. I don't mean that at all. Not because I, uh, I don't like the word esthetician. I have nothing against it. It doesn't describe what we actually do. We're focused on therapeutic work with the skin. And I don't just mean acne. I don't just mean the surface of the skin. I mean the internal skin, the client. I call it active empathy. Right. I think that we have to practice active empathy how are you how are you is a phrase we often say but i want us to start saying how okay and how are you really right Mm -hmm. that's two different things right Right. sometimes when people say to me um oh i don't know i'll say not about that i'll just say a question and say oh i don't know and i go well if you did know what would the answer be (laughs) in other words you do know okay you do know yes and even if a client doesn't choose to respond just by us saying and how are you really and looking at them and showing that we care that we mean it that we're really listening I believe that then even if they don't respond to answer us they know that we care mm-hmm. and I think if we if we start really feeling that again I believe that it's, it's the heartbeat of our, of our lives and of our work. And I feel if we really start to live that, um, it starts to influence how actively listening and how much active empathy we actually have. And I think that that's important. And it, it can feel scary because any time you put yourself in a place of vulnerability, it feels a bit scary. But you know what? We're all scared. You know, we're all, we're all just figuring this out as we're going along. We're all putting the wheels on the truck as we're driving. You know, uh, the restrictions that we have right now, the protocols that we have right now, be prepared. They're going to change. The minute we understand more about the transmission uh, of, this, of this virus the more we understand, you know, how much is surface-borne, how much is airborne, how much is, you know... I- I've lived through the beginning of the HIV-AIDS you know, um, um, epidemic at the very start, and the end of the 1970s and beginning of the 80s, and then SARS. And there were all kinds of rumours swirling around, misinformation swirling around. Uh, we didn't understand the virus. We didn't understand. We, all, we thought, oh, well, there'll be a vaccine. It's 40 years since HIV and there's still no vaccine. So I'm fully prepared for there never to be a vaccine for this. So, and so then what does that mean? How do we live our lives then? And, and I think I, I say to myself, let go, let in, embrace change. We don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen and probably will. And we have to be resilient enough within ourselves and find that resilience through reflection and meditation and wellness, and human touch we have to find that resilience so that we can take that into our lives and in taking it into our lives we take it into our business because we can't give anything that we don't already possess if we haven't got that centering within ourselves we can't give that to our clients and they are going to be leaning on us as the cavalry Mm
0: -hmm, for sure because definitely if you think about you know as you just said how we're living our lives is definitely can, is spilling into our business. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know affecting everyone around us, and so each and one, every one of us are affecting the next person with your energy, your positivity, or opposite, your negativity, yeah. or um, you know thinking that everything is not going to work out. And I'm glad you brought that up because a skin therapist, especially, we have to be prepared to in our lives right now living you know in a in a healthy capacity as much as we can um refueling ourselves living taking this moment to really what i like to say kind of build yourself up and be able to go back into that business and pour everything that you have into it because your clients are also feeling the change and like you mentioned being scared and so mm-hmm. them coming into your business, you know, they're also anxious to get back because that's mm-hmm. what sometimes they refuel It's because mm-hmm. that, that power of touch they've been missing for so many months and they're coming back in thinking, this is the one place that I know I'm going to feel good. This is the one place I know I can actually come back to and feel safe know that you know my skin therapist has you know taken the proper precautions to make sure things are clean and sanitary and I can be myself and feel comfortable and that to me as, as a skin therapist it's a huge responsibility to think about it because we're also not only taking care of their skin but we're taking care of them and i yes. think the other thing too is really as you're living right now is How are you living to be prepared to be more empathetic to that client? Because just as you're going through all the changes, all the different thoughts, the crazy thoughts, the, the stress, you know, ups and downs, they're doing the same thing. What advice would you have for a therapist to, to tap into that ability to be, just a little bit more aware, a little bit more empathetic. I know we already have that nurturing, giving aspect to it, but I feel like coming back to business, if you're not already there, you're going to have to kind of bring it to another level. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. Yes. I think we've got to have to step up and step up big. And I don't think everyone will make it quite honestly. I think, uh, you know, you, the title of the podcast is living skin, right? We've got to live it. We have to live the fact that we are skin therapists. That means we are centered, rock solid, grounded, rooted, calm, cool, and collected. Even when you're not feeling it inside, you have to project that. Because the trust that clients put in us always, I've often used the analogy, think about it, you invite someone to come into a small dark room, take off all their clothes, lie down on a bed, close their eyes, and we're going to approach you from behind your head. It's about the most single, (laughs) most terrifying thing that's ever going to happen to you. And yet we say, now please just relax. (laughs) Just to to build. Yeah, just relax. Uh, The last thing they want to do, they're terrified subconsciously they're going to be attacked by a wild animal from behind. (laughs) So the idea of trust has always been centered to our business. If I'm going to, trust you to touch my face which is extremely intimate if I'm going to trust you to massage my body if I'm going to trust you to wax my bikini line if I'm going to this element of trust has always been there Mm -hmm. but now I'm literally trusting you with my health and wellness I'm trusting that you're going to be taking care of me uh, hygienically you know sanitation wise et etc i mean i I think that clients often have not realized that we're one of the most regulated industries there is as far as sanitation. I mean, one thing in the United States is that when you go and take your state board license, the one thing you, you will know is that there will be a lot of alcohol <laughs> being used, and it will be liberally you know, put on your hands, where you just keep alcohol in your t- you, know, you You know that when you go in to take the licensing test, because the state boards of cosmetology are consumer protection agencies, not industry protection. So I think we've, we've actually done a bad job of telling our clients this, that we are always, we have always been extremely uh, hygienic, especially in skin therapy. And I feel this is the time to show that off. The clean touch certification is absolutely critical. I think this trust element, we have to be solid. And if you are absolutely terrified yourself if you cannot hold it together if you're going to be you know then you need to go and receive some treatments before you start giving some because you need to be the client that's a great going,
0: idea. yes yes
1: go and get go and receive some treatments and then you may be in a better place to give treatments because we're not going to do them we're going to give them mm-hmm. I think you know think about our clients coming back in and of course us many of them have been homeschooling. They may have been homeschooling children that they have no idea how to to teach. They certainly may have had older children who are expected to have been on Zoom calls. And for many children, I think the estimate right now is at least between 40 and 60 percent of the Los Angeles school district have not logged into one class because maybe they don't have a computer at home. Maybe they don't have strong enough Wi Fi to do a Zoom call at home for all kinds of reasons. Maybe they just feel so overwhelmed they haven't even been able to take it in. Our clients are bringing all that in. Some of them are bringing in job loss. Be brave enough to ask, not just how are you and how are you really. Allow space for a client to debrief, allow space for a client to dump a little bit. It's okay. Remember, they may need smaller routines, smaller regimens. They may have different budgetary restrictions now than they had before. Mm -hmm. And allow them the room to say so. Open up that conversation and say, so let's figure out a regime that's gonna work for you time-wise, space-wise, and also budget-wise, don't be afraid to bring in the subject of money, say so. Be aware of increased needs that our clients have of us. Mm-hmm. So that trust, the safety, and not just physical safety and sanitation, but emotional safety for them to tell us really what has happened. Mm-hmm. You know, the two businesses that opened up, the the first businesses to open in, in Afghanistan, in Kabul, after the Taliban fell the first time was the beauty academy of of Kabul and in in Rwanda the first business to open in Kigali after the genocide was a was a beauty salon and I use those names names because those were the names that they themselves gave their businesses. And and the reason was not because people suddenly needed to go in and get, you know, a pedicure or whatever it was. They needed to debrief. They needed to talk. They needed to be in an environment where they could say, oh, my goodness, what happened to you this last little while? Do you know what happened to me? Mm -hmm. Not to host a pity party, but to be the shoulder they can lean on. So we have to live skin it's living skin we have to live skin therapy and i think that starts with with being intentional and it's absolutely not about beauty no. <laughs> or luxury no. or pampering this is about compassion and empathy and kindness and love and trust and safety on every level and i think as long as we internalize that and come from that place of intention we will know the right things to do and say. Active empathy. Yeah,
0: definitely. And I think you also made a really great point of, of just that. It's it's not this luxury, right? It's not it's not beauty. And that's something no. too that living as we are now within quarantine and within the pandemic and so many different things, you know, changing within the world is that it's not only affecting how we're living our finances, our stress level, but of course, all of that, as skin therapists, as we know, is going to be reflected on the skin.
1: Mm-hmm. Skin is an emotional organ.
0: Exactly. So we also have to have the act of empathy for what they've been going through, but also what their skin is going through. Because I was thinking about this other day at a friend of mine. Um, you know, we did a FaceTime call, and she said, you know, she calls me and she's just almost in tears, and she's saying. I am breaking out mm-hmm. over my face. I've never had breakouts before. I don't know what to do. I can't go anywhere. I don't know what to use. And her emotional state was also around the fact of just what her, how her skin was reacting to the stress that she was under. 100
1: percent it, and it's reacting for that stress because first of all your body is increasing its production of cortisol because we are under stress mm-hmm. and that's a trigger for uh for acne but also i was just looking yesterday in the new york times so this was thursday june 18th in the new york times this was one of their leading stories which is exactly about what people are called maskne i find that really hard to say i call it macne which is yes. acne from your mask in the mask all the time yes exactly in the mask all the time and and i so it's not just internally we're producing the chemicals and hormones that trigger breakouts can trigger also inflammation it's not just about uh, acne breakouts it's also about inflammation and rosacea and eczema and, and dermatitis type uh, skin reactions, but also the masks, the physical uh, acne mechanica, which is acne that you previously we used to see on, for example, people that played uh, football, and from the shoulder pads you'd see that when you sweat underneath them you get um mechanical acne anything that rubs the skin people often get breakouts or even comedones where their glasses rub their nose Mm -hmm. so this we know mechanical acne is a fact and we're seeing it under the masks i think The biggest culprit for that are the the more rigid masks like the N95, which is certainly has been proposed as the gold standard of masks as far as filtration. However, it does cause a lot of abrasion and rubbing Mm -hmm. and a lot of heat buildup. Um, We're going back to work out and exercise. And yet most of the gyms, at least in in Los Angeles uh, and Southern California, maybe the whole country, um, you have to wear a mask when you're exercising. So I've I've been and worked out now three times with social distancing and wearing a mask. I think it's almost impossible with one of the rigid masks. I think the cotton masks or the fabric masks are better and better for your skin because you can wash them. It's right. not just about sanitizing, you can literally wash them and clean them. And so I've stocked up on a whole load of unbleached linen masks. Muslim mask that you tie on, and that for me seems to be seems to be preferable.
0: It's important to realize too, it's just not what their what your client is living through or with in the day to day personal element, but how they're living with their skin, and that you know them coming to see you. This you know this is self care. It's not this luxury as we've mentioned; it's a necessity. And so we're bringing in you know more of this self care, this compassion. And then trying to help them manage not only what they're going through stress-wise, because again, as therapists, we're very good at listening and tuning in to what the client needs, but how are they managing their skin at home? You know, when it comes to all of these kind of new issues, which is wearing the mask, the heightened levels of stress, um, just all of the the inflammation that's happening within their body and their skin. So yeah. I think it's just you know really. Living during this time is that you just have to, you know, as as you mentioned, Jane, this new this new next. I think we're also going to see a new next when it comes to, you know, what skin conditions and what issues that our clients are going to come into the treatment room with. And clients who we used to treat who never had eczema or psoriasis before might be coming into you with that or never had breakout before, they're coming into with that. So I think it's just really being prepared to understand, um, how they're living and how they're, how they're handling everything as well. Yeah, And
1: how, and how they are, you know, even just lack of sleep takes a toll on your skin. And I mean, I don't know anyone that is sleeping well right now, you know, no. so even that, and if people have been suffering from lack of sleep many of them may be then taking medications to help them sleep you know whether it's a cbd based like something like that or whether they're taking a prescription and those can all affect the skin so the idea of face mapping even prior to the appointment so that we have an idea of what's going on so we know what we're going to set up on the trolley i mean we're finding such an increase in, in, in sales and also um, people requesting products like barrier repair, like calm water gel, yeah. um, which is those, in fact, we, we gave to the frontline workers in the hospitals who were struggling so much with, with discomfort and, and inflammation from the masks. Those are the types of products, you know, that we, that we may have to have ready. And so I'm quite a fan of doing a, a pre, like a Zoom FaceTime, Yes. Um, or the the, the professional facetime face mapping uh, face, sorry um because w- what how is the skin before the client even comes in so that we can establish that moment of of connection with them and also have a good heads up as to what's what's actually going to be walking in when they come in to receive the treatment
0: and that's, it's also a great point to make because with Dermalogica, now we have the Mirror Me services that you or yes. You've got your Mirror Me private virtual session, your Mirror Me group session, um, doing, using face mapping pro, which is fantastic. Everything is online. You can email that client, their prescription sheet, and it's just having that virt- virtual consultations, um, you know, pre-treatment, I think is great. And then also to follow up because there's also something to be said to be following up a few days after that treatment so that you yes. need to tap in with them and do another type of kind of post post consultation as well
1: yes and you know we have to realize that many of our clients are not going to come back right away okay. i'm estimating maybe half only because first of all there will be some clients that feel nervous about going out at all i mean they you know where they're they're in a fear based um situation secondly they may also be unable to come in for an appointment because maybe they're still homeschooling their kids or if they're not homeschooling their kids are not back in full-time school etc so I think we have to be aware that I think that we I'm so grateful at Dermalogica that we've been pushing so hard into digital Mm -hmm. and you are one of the big uh people to thank Beth because you've been pushing the International Dermal Institute and our education at Dermalogica with dstreaming streaming into digital for a number of years now and I'm so grateful and thankful that we're in that situation because we have so many resources that we can share to the professional skin therapists not just for their own education but the mm-hmm. mirror me the, the pro skin uh face mapping uh, and I, th- I feel so um happy that we're in that situation, that we are equipped to be able to help uh, our skin therapists manage a lot more effectively with their clients. Right, right. Well,
0: thank you. Yes. I mean, it's just definitely, definitely a team effort across all markets that we have, of course, Dermalogica <laughs> across the world and everyone um, in the company, the brand and IEI included are just wanting to make sure that all of our therapists are Living um, you know their best lives that they can right now, and then just really taking care of themselves and and really taking care of the clients as well. Yeah. So great. Well, thank you, Jane, so much. This has been a great conversation. I can't wait for our part two and part three that I know we're going to have some time to discuss as well. Um, again, we just thank you for your you know your your kindness and your words of wisdom and then definitely your support of our therapist all over the world.
1: Yeah, 100%. Listen, it's uh, we're literally all in this together. We always have been, and that's where we will, we will stay. We will get through this together, and we'll come out the other side better, stronger, and different. It'll be new.
0: Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. If you have any topics you'd like for us to feature, send an email to livingskinpod at Dermologica.com. And until next time, cheers to living in your healthiest skin.